You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode four. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode four. Quattro! <laughs> Today we will be discussing the world's most important commodities. That could be time, knowledge, money, gold, just a few of those out there. We're going to delve deeper than that here in a little bit. Guys, what y'all been up to recently? Oh, man, what's going on, guys? How hey, y'all doing? Hey, how's everybody been? Doing good, just re- recovering from the holidays. That's right. Uh, Big week. It was great for me. I had uh, three days off in a row, the way the holiday fell. Um, Thursday is normally my day off, so I had an extra day. Uh, took that time to go and visit my mother and father. You're welcome, hot dog. Really proud of you, buddy. He always harasses Thanks. me about not spending enough time with uh, my parents, but they're not always easy to track down now that they're retired. They like to get out and about and, and hide from all us children. Well, that's good, John. I'm really glad you're taking me and Craig's advice, trying to learn <laughs> from us a little bit, spend some time with your ma and pa, people who brought you in the world. I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> Greg, what you know good? Oh, same thing, man. Spending time with family. Holidays are always fun. Lots of downtime. Um, too much to eat. God, dog, so much food, y'all. Yeah, it's man. so good. Didn't you have like multiple Christmases? Multiple too? Christmases. I think we celebrate, you know, we have like a reason to celebrate every aspect of every day. The morning, lunch, day before Christmas, of Christmas, after Christmas, the weeks after, New Year's, New Year's Eve. It's pretty cool, but it kind of wears you down a little bit. So what was the most delicious thing you ate? most delicious thing I ate. Well, down here in Louisiana, we get the opportunity to hunt every now and then, uh, waterfowl. So I went goose hunting actually over the holidays and shot some, uh, they're called speckle belly geese. Dude, you tore them up, bro. Beautiful pictures. Beautiful birds. I saw, I saw the uh, picture of that. Beautiful. And they're very flavorful, tasty. And so over the holidays, that's kind of a tradition. If we're able to, um, harvest one of these, um, one of these geese, we'll, we'll cook it for new year's. And that was a Something got to experience very good. You know, it's a flavor you only get once a year. So that was uh, that was kind of special. Nice. Girl cream, you also got to experience some of Lady J's pumpkin bread, I hear. Oh, my gosh. Lady J, a.k.a. Matt's mom, <laughs> made this pumpkin bread, which was phenomenal. I'm glad you brought that up because it came in a loaf, and it was it was soft and pumpkin, and, and it just, like, kind of melts in your mouth. It's one of those things you want to cut, put some butter on, toast it, have a cup of coffee in the morning, and it just, it just uh, you know— it, the holiday time, it's I love sort of you know everybody rags pumpkin spice. I'm a guy. I like the candles. I like the smells. And anyway, that's a it's a super awesome uh, treat from her, and I really appreciate that. It was awesome. Yeah, man, it's hard to beat. Had many uh many loaves in my life for sure. Life's been trucking along pretty good for me too. Settled a pretty big case yesterday. We actually thought we might be going to court on, so it's always good to get that knocked out. Have a little bit of a long weekend here coming up. So. Nice. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, let's delve deep into the topic here. This is one that speaks pretty pretty deep to me. I'm, I'm a big believer. I used to always walk around thinking to myself that knowledge was the most valuable commodity. And as I've gotten a little bit older, I've come to discover, I believe, time is. But each commodity kind of has its own personal worth. So what do y'all think when it comes to, when I shot this out to y'all, y'all both seem to be on board. But I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on uh, what you think the most valuable commodities are. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea for an um, episode. I started looking around online just to kind of see what things are considered, you know, expensive com- commodities. And some of the things that you might expect, gold, diamonds, platinum, those types of things. But the most expensive material in the world currently is antimatter, which sells for uh, about $80 trillion per gram. So that was pretty... Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I didn't get any for Christmas, if y'all were wondering. Anti-matter. I can't believe you didn't get me any, man. After well, that fly gift I got you. <laughs> Apparently, after it was in the the movie, uh, the Dan Brown movie, I guess it got really popular. It must be in high demand now. Man, that's awesome. I agree. But, uh, you know, some of the things that are in our lives that are uh, considered a commodity are, like you said, knowledge. Health is a big one, I think. Time. Fortune, some people um, value uh, fame. So, um, you know, me personally, um, I'm not into fame. Um, I like to fly underneath the radar. That is a complete falsity. I'm, as y'all heard, his dance skills loves to be center of attention. Well, that's because it's a passion in my life and not so much um, for recognition. Um, people wanted me to go and dance for money. Uh, <laughs> 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 Going to bed oh. shows and uh, anyway, I couldn't turn it into a job. I wish I, I had something for that, but I can't. <laughs> I think that was plenty enough. Thanks, guys. You hey, caught me off guard on that one. Man, you sure did. I, I want to know more about those those experiences. I've often wanted to hear more about that. You have, in your defense, turned down the local uh, celebrity dance competition, which many of people have tried to get you into. So maybe in your defense, you just don't want to show up other people. I don't know what it is, man. Why you don't maybe want to do we'll, Maybe we'll video one of our episodes and Steve can show us some of these key moves he's talking about correct great idea i think we need a short clip on the line for that for sure (laughs) stay tuned to facebook or instagram for a a mystery video that might pop out we won't tell you when but you might might get a little sneak peek of something better yeah y'all could ask us what dance move you want john to perform he's got everything from a to z (laughs) (laughs) no but in seriousness man i didn't think about that actually when i was making my list health that's um that's pretty underlying when it comes to a lot of them without your health it's hard to have any of the others on the list to be honest yeah, it's a, it's a really important one, and I think it's something that uh, Craig Cream and I deal with every day in our office. Uh, you know, a lot of people come and see us for pain issues, but, uh, you know, more often than not, people come in because they lose the ability uh, to do something that they like to do, that's fun for them to do, or is pleasurable, and they lose that pleasure. And, and some of you may be thinking, um, is he talking about making love? <laughs> and yes, sometimes... It, we see people that, uh, you know, their injuries are significant enough that it interferes with the, even those intimate actions. This is very true. And they share that with you and they say, uh, so what, what are things you can and can't do? And believe it or not, that's at the top of the list a lot of times. And it's uh, obviously very, very important. <laughs> you know, going back to commodities, you know, when I was looking up some of the definitions. <laughs> Thank one you was, for that hard right, Craig. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, what? Well, We'll return to that subject maybe later. Stay tuned. <laughs> you know, a commodity or a useful or valuable thing. You know, that's one of the uh, definitions I saw. And as Steve mentioned, we see a lot of patients in pain. And 
you know, a lot of these patients are older in life and you see years of wear and tear on their bodies. You know, you can see it in their hair, their skin, their bones. And so time always jumped out for me. You know, time, one day you're young and the next day you might be 80 or 90 years old sitting in a doctor's office because something's broke down. And, uh, you know, it's just you can trade time for money, but money can't buy you more time. And so for me, I think, I think the number one commodity, at least in my life is time, especially as I see my children getting older and, uh, you know, you have dreams and aspirations for yourself and for them. And, you know, did you spend enough time with your kids? Did you, you know, are you giving them the time you need even in your own life? You know, how do you take these precious 24 hours and, and allocate it, uh, you know, for, for yourself, your family and your goals. So man, time, that's always the ultimate for me to try to you know, how do you hold on to it and how do you allocate it best? That's really well said. And I, I would agree with you on time. And, and as I was delving into the topic, this is one that, that speaks to me. And a lot of the people that, that know me know one of my favorite sayings is things can change in the snap of a finger, which we hit on a little bit in the trailer. So over the last like year or two, it, it's really spoken to me. I, I tell a lot of my clients when they come in, cause I see it, they're just cruising down the road or living their life and they get hurt in some way or another and everything changes in a split second. Um, and so I, I did, I kind of came up with the, obviously people say blink of an eye. Um, but I like to stay in the snap of a finger and the way I look at it is you're one second closer, one second, your life is gone and one second closer to eternal happiness. So the question ultimately becomes, how do you want to spend those seconds? And that's really powerful to me because even as sitting here, boom, a second, it just went by that you literally can never get back. Um, so time definitely resonates well to me and it also it makes me be like, man, get off your butt, get moving. I guess that fear of missing out kind of syndrome. You don't want, I don't want to miss out on stuff. I want to experience stuff because one day you're going to look back and say, man, I had the time, but it's gone. No, you're right. You know, what do you do with that? You know, even a lot of times at the end of the day, I'm thinking, man, there's this book I wanted to read. There's some things I had to do. And, <clears throat> you know, what can you do to maybe take advantage of those smaller uh, breaks in your life? You know, take advantage of all those little minutes that maybe you just kind of zone out and, listen to the radio, but sometimes maybe popping in the audiobook, you know, whenever you're driving or reading the book on the treadmill or, you know, knocking out a few emails in the grocery line and it kind of gives you that sense of accomplishment and gives you a sense of that you, you were in control of time and not just wasting it. You know, that was a couple little hacks that, you know, I've been focusing on lately. Well, one thing I want to say that all you listeners are using your time very wisely by listening to this podcast. Um, a good friend of mine, the Korean zombie, a.k.a. J. Chang, has been talking about this for a while, especially since he had his third daughter uh, and they bought a second clinic. He's, you know, been harping saying that, you know, time is my most, most valuable commodity. And I agree, it is important what you do with that time. You know, are you spending it on productive things or non-productive things? One thing, uh, several years back, my stepson started watching these videos on YouTube, and it was basically... Kids playing with toys while somebody narrated it. And yes, this, my nephew's doing the same thing. Your nephew's doing the same they, thing. They and I thought this was that. so bizarre yeah. that he would spend his time doing these types of things. And so anytime that I would catch him watching these videos, I would try to redirect him and uh, try to get him to go to the park, play a game with me, or maybe even just wrestle. Play a game with you too, I'm sure. Andrew, dominate you in some basketball i'm not sure that he's ever beat me <laughs> he should beat me but uh he might not have considering that sure. i beat the two of y'all two on one well I'm not even gonna come in any further well, you on do that. mention, that's you because mentioned, i won yes <laughs> you know there's there's a lot of people out there that are addicted to um you know technology mm -hmm. 
a lot of people that are stuck doing things that aren't as productive. They may be addicted to Facebook, social media. They may have uh, struggles uh, watching pornography, other things like that. And then, you know, turning their time away from the things that they really cherish and are important and the people that are important in their lives. So it's something that, uh, you know, I think most people need to look at how they're spending their lives and what can they do to yeah, dude. make better use of it. I think that's well said. And it toggles with what Craig was just saying. You're, you're in control of your time. Obviously, it can be taken from you in a split second, snap of a finger, so to speak. But you're actually in control of it. When you wake up, you get to spend, you get to decide how you want to spend your time, which is ultimately very powerful. And that could be powerful in a negative way, but powerful in a positive way if you choose to live it in the right way. You're right. You know, it's true. And going back to what Steve said, he's really right. You know, free time is one of your most precious assets. And, you know, you know, even time that isn't actively spent in pursuit of goals produces real tangible value. And I think of some things that maybe I've been criticized before in the past in my life. You know, you you can be present, but not present. You yeah. know, so even if you're with your family at times, if, you're, if your mind's being in a, somewhere else, um, you're not really, really present. So, you know, you can imagine spending quality time with your with your loved one or loved ones or someone significant to you, um, say a weekend in the woods, like our little hiking trip, you know, now if your cell phone's going off every 30 minutes and you're replying to texts and emails, you're not really there. So, um, you know, what sort of value do you get from that situation and, and what does that do for the connection with your partner? So really, you know, resisting the urge at times, whenever you've carved off that quality time, resisting the urge to, to, you know, dial into the outside world and, and take you away from that present moment. So I think that's something to reflect on. Yeah, man, the experience, it's kind of like what you're saying, going through the motions, so to speak. You're doing something, but you're literally just going through the motions. That could even be if you're working out, just doing it to do it, not putting effort into it at your job, conversations with people. When you look back, the experience uh, while you're doing the actual motions is totally different than if you were actually engaged in what you're doing. Yeah, I've had a lot of conversations with people over the years, um, and a common thing that that I theme that I see with a lot of people, or you know, they may be later on in their life at the end of their life, or they may have lost a loved one, and uh, you know, they really regret not using some of that time to let the the people that they care about know that they care about them. It may be, you know, I never got to hug my dad. Um, I, you know, never told my mother I loved them. So hug your mother, brother, John. Of Whenever all people you can to be telling us that that's good. I'm glad it's coming well, from you. You yeah, really have had a transformation the last couple of weeks in your life, dude. It's it's just well the, the best thing I've seen in a long time. The, the hugging is something that I've been forcing on my dad for years, so that's nothing new to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that really is true, man. Even in the recent uh, plane crash that happened, Coach Insbinger's daughter-in-law, and I was reading where uh, she she passed uh, tragically in a, in a plane crash, and I was reading where Coach Insbinger's son, so. Her husband was saying, I wish I'd have been able to answer the phone when she called. I wish I would have been able to to get the text. And he was at work in his defense, so there's nothing he could do about it. But that feeling of wish he would have. And that's something that that old saying when I was growing up, I was always taught and still believe it today. Don't go to bed upset with somebody. Don't go to bed uh, mad or harboring some resentment. You know, always try to go on a positive note because you don't know when the time will be taken away from yourself or somebody else. Uh, so I, I completely agree with what you're saying, John. I think it's a, a, a good point you're making there. You know, another thing that I like to do is um, I like to visit with seasoned citizens. The older, the better. 
and I like to ask them, you know, how was your life? Was your life successful? Um, you know, what was valuable to you in your life? Um, and a common theme for um, a lot of them, you know, that seem happy is that, you know, they said, you know, do a few things that you regret in your life uh, and make happy memories while you're able to get out and physically do things that you want to do. Because later on in life, whenever you don't have the physical capacity to do the things that you once were able to do, you can still replay those memories and mm -hmm. enjoy that happiness all over again. So it's it's pretty neat insight. So, yeah, I completely agree. And uh, somebody we all know, Dr. Heinen, who lives close to us, played a little tennis with John. Oh, uh, Heinen. Well, Heinen, one of our listeners out there, he told me he's a general practitioner, and he told me so he, he sees a lot of the seasoned folks, as John is alluding to here. And he told me, you know, I've not heard one person say, "Man, I, I wish I'd have had that boat, or I wish I'd have had that house." They all talk about the memories, the things they've done in their life. And that's something that no one can take from you. And something I personally, and I've learned a lot of it from John at a young age, have tried to travel a lot. You're welcome. Thank you. I work hard uh, between podcasts, the restaurant, and law world, but I also try to take a longer lunch break some days, try to travel as much as I possibly can, because there will be a day in time, most likely, hopefully, God willing, where I can't do that and exactly have what you're saying, have the memories. That's all you that... I'll have left to look back at. So instead of try to do it when I'm older, just live it now because I might not even make it to when I'm older. So I believe in that wholeheartedly. No, you're right. And it's funny. There you go. Uh, knowledge, you know, and wisdom. What an awesome commodity to get from those who've come before us. Whenever I'm same thing, Steve said, when I first came to town, a few of the seasoned practitioners and I was just asking them about practice and getting started. And they said, if they could go back and do it all over again, they would have just slowed down, spent more time with their families and uh and had that quality time you know don't be afraid to take those those trips or those risks or those chances um just because you're so caught up in your professional life and then you know slowing down and sometimes spending time with you know your elders and and just hearing what they have to say about life god there's so much wisdom to gain from that and uh it's a it's a special time if you can have that opportunity I agree, Craig. And that, that brings us to, to one that's up there debatable is knowledge. And I think it's uh, in a lot of the reading I do, whether it be the Bible or some philosophical thoughts, you always see sometimes, and it's probably one of my deals, I do enjoy talking. It's good to be quiet and listen to those who have kind of walked the path, so to speak, because uh, you can learn a lot from them. Scientia es potentia, the Latin form when it was first, um, the original person who coined that phrase was uh, Francis Bacon. In uh, 1597. Wow, John, look at you. Whoa. Yes, I, I did some research on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost stopping you to track. It was later more popularized by uh, Thomas Jefferson um, in several letters that he wrote. So it was, it's been talked about for a while. But, um, you know, one thing that I think about is, yeah, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't do anything with that knowledge, how valuable is it? So Great point. Mm -hmm. is uh, the knowledge alone really power or um, does the appropriate use of uh, that knowledge give us power? What do y'all think? No, that's, that's actually, that's actually awesome. It's true. You could be the smartest guy in the world and have all the degrees, but if it's just in your head and you're not sharing it or utilizing it or applying it in some form or fashion, it's kind of a gift that you you're keeping to yourself. And a lot of times I think uh, people slow down because they want a certain amount of knowledge for some reason, whether it's something they could apply to their life, a skill set. And there's so many people who've gone before you um, that have probably done it. And so a lot of times it's even fun just to look at the autobiographies of people who've gone before you. And you can kind of take their 20 or 30 years of knowledge and experience it, experience they've had and, and, and sort of 
cram it into your mind and, and you know, have a leg up. Uh, and it's fun nowadays. You know, we talk about higher education and, you know, all of us went to grad school and had, you know, a lot of studies. And, you know, maybe you know, I'm looking at my children and, you know, not everybody fits the box for school. You know, my daughter right now is going to college. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of the best education comes from just um, – the real world, you know, getting your hands dirty, you know, learning from people before you. And uh, there's a lot to be gained from those who've done that. No, I completely agree. I, I'd written some notes on this too. And, and it was funny. I, and John, your question is, is poignant right on. Some people can use knowledge for the wrong reasons. They can, uh, it could be through any type of education, educate themselves for the goal of wealth and then knowing wealth is power to some degree. Uh, so I think there's a, a, a very much a fine line. And then toggling on with what you're talking about, Craig, um, yeah, knowledge just doesn't simply mean like a, you know, box together education, which we all went to school and, and I'm happy for the education, but there's so much more to gain from practical world knowledge of just people that we meet. Every person we come in contact with, we can learn something in one way or another from them. I try to do that a lot in my own world with my clients I see every day with my friends. Uh, take something from them and try to apply it to your life because... Uh, I really believe God all made us in uh, our own special way, and we all have something different to be bring to the table because all of us are unique. So I really try when I'm around people to learn something from them and try to apply it in my own life in some way. And that gives, uh, gives me a form of knowledge that would be different than the standard book knowledge you would think of. Knowledge is knowing tomatoes are a fruit. Wisdom is not to put tomatoes in a fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> So true, Matt. So true. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've had that in my fruit salad before. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's good, Craig. I like it, man. I like it. What about money, man? What do y'all think about that? The the commodity of money. That's that's one that comes to a lot of people's minds. I know that we've all been blessed in our lives in, in one form or another. And um, But what do y'all think about that in general, the, the use of money? Now, money is a real big one for a lot of people. Um, Certainly, you know, for all of us who get up, go to work, do those types of things, it's, it's, it's a necessity that we have to do that, and that's great. Um, it's needed for everyday transactions. You know, fortunately for myself, I enjoy doing what I do. Um, I look forward to going into the office every day that I work and laying hands on the sick and suffering. So for anybody out there um, who knows a younger person, uh, maybe looking for a field, help direct them in a path that it's something that they enjoy, something that they'll want to get up and go do every day. So it doesn't become such a burden, which it, I think it is for a lot of people. So, yeah, I, um, a couple of things come to my mind with this and that is, uh, I do, what got me into listening to podcast is, uh, like I had said before, my good friend, Cannon, Cannon, um, who we're trying to get on the podcast to talk some because he's had a, a different path for himself and his life, which is really cool. Not a cookie cutter uh, lifestyle. And we both listened to this travel podcast called Extra Pack of Peanuts. And in it, they talk about job to, um, having an independent job lifestyle in which you can make money, but also travel, um, which I'm not at that level, but I'm trying to be somewhere in the middle of it where you can still have a good career, but travel and not just be tied to the career. And I think that is pretty cool because most of those people in that realm are not worried about trying to make tons of money. They're worried about making money that will suffice the lifestyle, the lifestyle of which is memories, experiences, things like that, um, which I, I think is pretty powerful. I'm sure there's a lot of us, I, I, us at the table can speak to. We like what we do every day, so it's a job, but it's not that bad. But there's, I'm sure some of the listeners out there that are saying, 
man, I can't stand this. And it's just a means to an end. And we would just implore you to, if you have the ability to do something that makes you happy, because ultimately goes back to the, what we believe is the most valuable, valuable commodity being time. Yeah. And you use so much of that time to get up and go to work. I know all of us do, you know, standard work week is about 40 hours a week, but I know a lot of my patients, especially the plant workers may work 50, 60, 80 hours a week if they're on turnaround. So it work is a big deal. And that doesn't even include the time spent in the car, right. um, getting to and from the job. And it's interesting. You hear a lot of these, you know, super wealthy individuals and they'll say, you know, people always say, oh, you have a lot of money. It must make you happy. And I think a common theme I've constantly heard is more money doesn't necessarily make you happy. And I think it's what Matt said. If you're, you know, if you're making progress towards something worthwhile in your life, doing what you enjoy, I mean, that's where the true, the true joy comes from. I mean, you need enough money to to take care of your expenses and, and do some of those things. But a lot of times those do produce income for you. But a lot of times, uh, guy, if you spend your whole life grinding 80 hours a week, doing overtime shifts to make more money, to buy more stuff and kind of filling that hole with things, if it makes you happy, great. But if it doesn't, maybe take a step back. And that's what I've told my kids. I said, just do something that will just bring total joy to your heart. You know, if you're in a hospital 40 hours a week caring for the ill and, and it provides an income and it brings you joy, that's awesome because you do need the money and that's that's an important thing that to you know to live life but will it bring you joy if you're not doing what you're doing to get that money yeah i agree and exactly kind of what you're saying craig if you some people do obviously we're not saying don't work by any means do something if you're doing something you don't love to do if the reason you're doing it is for something that you love to do then there's absolutely i would say nothing wrong with that but it's the the line there of is it for some materialistic driven thing or are you doing that because hey I've got four kids at home. I'm a single parent and I need to do the grind. I don't love what I'm doing, but I love the result that I'm getting through being able to provide for my kids and things like that. So I would completely agree with that standpoint. Well, Craig, that seems like um, some great advice for your daughters. Um, I noticed that uh, some of the reviews out there, we had uh, someone seem to like your parenting and want to know if you'd take <laughs> over another daughter. <laughs> Oh, wow. So I got a, a wife, three daughters, <laughs> and two female dogs. Oh, so all the dogs are female too? All the dogs Hashtag are female. outnumbered. Yes, I can tell you. I know how, well, I like to say I know how women operate, but I'm not, I've learned a lot. I have wisdom when it comes to, to being in the presence of females and uh, trying to, to navigate the, the hormone swings and the love languages. And uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. But yeah, basically just giving love and support and... And, and showing them that the true joy comes from doing those things that, that bring you happiness. And, you know, we do have to work and, and make a, and have a living, but, uh, that's, that's funny, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say this too, when it comes to, um, to the wealth or money part of it, Craig, you told me something a long time ago. I don't know if you remember uh, telling me this, but, and, and we have, we've been very blessed all of us in our lives. Um, but I think all of us live our life in, in what I would consider not, extreme materialism or things like that we all like to give back and and you had told me that you the more you have given back the more god has blessed you um because we have been successful but we we do like to give back and and that really stuck with me because i was i am younger than these guys by little ways and it's something i've really tried to implement in my life um to give back uh, whether that be with my own talents monetarily to people who who could use some help um, Monetarily, I'd like to uh, see see that in action. Do you see those headphones sitting right next <laughs> to you, bro? <laughs> okay, you did get us a nice gift. This Matt, is by far the best uh, gift Christmas gift you give me Matt for sure. Give us a great Christmas gift. I don't know, man. That hot dog it, it, ornament it was, I got you for Christmas well, the, one year was pretty fly. The hot dog ornament truck 
Well, that's pretty good, too. But I don't even know if I made it on the tree this year. No, but. it's on the tree. It's on the tree. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Greg, that really spoke and resonated with me. Yeah, no, it's, um, I guess I've always, you know, you know, I feel blessed to have what I do have. And the way I was raised, I've always, you know, in the, felt that giving back 10% to church and charities was, you know, you know, I guess one way to look at it is, you know, you've been blessed with all these resources. God's given you this, this, this income or this money. He's letting you keep 90% of what he gave you, you know? And yeah. so, wow, that's pretty special, you know, to have that. So uh, a couple opportunities to, to give back to, to church and school and um, some other uh, charities. And to the point where somebody said one time, when you give, it needs to kind of sting a little bit. You know, um, if you, you know, make a significant sum of money, but you, you know, drop a $10 bill on the plate every now and then, that's not really, you know, it's nice, but it's not taking the gifts that you've been given and, and really maybe sharing them a little. So maybe sometimes uh, giving a little bit till it stings. And in my experience, every time I've done that, uh, God's given me more opportunities to give more. And if that's something that you're willing to commit yourself to, I can tell you that it feels good and, and it, it just has a way of coming back around. Yeah, when it comes to that, uh, from that standpoint of giving, it's great too. But then I think we all do this in our jobs. Um, every now and again, I have clients who come in, there's not enough insurance in a case, and I'll, I'll handle the case for free, not take a fee on it. Um, a good example, uh, represent a Vietnamese lady who we all had the pleasure of eating in a restaurant, and she was hit by a vehicle and um, sustained some very serious injuries. And she... Um, it was one I've become her friend. I've learned a lot from life, along with trying to speak some of the language. <laughs> I did enjoy the pho. Is that what it's called? Pho. Yeah, pho, pho man. We that had that in a restaurant. It was good very good. Experience. Yeah, you see, so we've made a lot of experience. It's not going to make any money on the case, personally, but I've made way more in life through the experience and the relationship, friendship, that I will gain with her. And I'm sure y'all see that all the time in y'all's practices as well. Well, you know, to be fair, she didn't want you to go unpaid. She did offer to find you a Vietnamese wife. Um, this is all true. All you had to do was <laughs> hop on a plane, go over the seas, and go meet this young lady and bring her home. That is true. She did offer us that, um, which politely declined. <laughs> did, I will, will say, I did, was like, hey, I'll go make a new experience if, John, you want to come along for the ride, and I'm... He turned it down, so that barricade <laughs> is in front of us from being able, being able to make the trip. Uh, if awesome. I was in a different point in my life, I would have been all I would, over it. We would I have know. been all over there. We would have, would have been in Vietnam. Good morning, <laughs> Vietnam. Good afternoon, Vietnam. Hello, all-night Vietnam. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there would have been some all-nighters going down over there, for sure. All right, guys, we'll uh, check on in with some hit the brakes, pump the gas, and I think we got Craig this week. Craig, what you got going, bro? Hit the brakes, you know. Coming off the holiday season, looking back, uh, it's a busy year. You know, a lot of us go wide open. And in the medical world, um, November, December is ex uh, especially busy. Deductibles are met and the phones are ringing off the, off the hooks. Coming in, they need their injections or treatments. And we, we give all we can of ourselves and our time to, to provide those um, for our patients. But, you know, I, I did take a week off over the holidays and hit the brakes and just really reflected on the past year, reflected on where we're headed in 2020. Um, I had a cold, uh, so I was getting over that, and that was kind of crazy. Um, Working too hard, man. Run yourself oh, down. Oh, man. It's good to recharge, though, Craig. It was good. It was good. And um, one, one little moment over the holidays that kind of stood out in my mind, I have a little, my little five-year-old nephew, 
you know, the kids always want you to swing them or play a game. And as adults, you're usually having a conversation, drinking some wine, and you kind of shoo them off and let them go run with their nieces and nephews. But he wanted to play I Spy, like uh, I Spy Something Blue, you know, and I did that for like 30 minutes. And he just he just kept coming up with things and he just giggled and laughed. And it was just really, you know, I don't know if that moment with him, if it'll, I suspect it'll hopefully be in his memory and know that Uncle Craig spent some time with him. And it was just kind of nice to just stop and really appreciate uh, life at that moment, what was happening, the connection I was making with my nephew, and just letting that joy fill my heart. So that was that was my break pumping moment that I kind of reflected on. Man, that's fantastic. I'm sure it brought out a little uh, inner kid in you too, huh? Yeah, it was cool. Oh, yeah, inner child. Inner at least. child. No, that was all good. Well, that's great, man. Well, look, uh, everyone, we appreciate y'all listening in. We've had some good feedback so far, and it's been really appreciated on our behalf because, again, we're doing this, um, something we all call called to do and to share it with y'all. So we appreciate it, and we would implore you over the next few days to maybe think about uh, what you think is the most valuable commodity out there, whether it be something, a hard commodity or it be time, money, knowledge, what you think it is, and, and holler at us and let us know. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Sun is shining. Nothing more. Sing with me